Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefine, the NC Realtors podcast. On this episode of Redefine, from a recent NC Realtors webinar, Chief Economist at NAR, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, joins us to discuss recent developments in national and local housing markets. But first, do you have feedback on a story or topic that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast? Then give NC Realtors Redefine a call at 336-550-4437. When leaving your voicemail, be sure to tell us your name and where you're from. Your comments may be used on a future episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Andrea Bushnell, the Chief Executive Officer at North Carolina Realtors. I'm excited to share that today, we will be taking a deep dive into a current market update in economic forecast. We know how important this update is for all of you realtors and are excited to have 1,000 of you joining us live today. I'd like to now welcome and turn things over to our current 2021 NC Realtors President, Kelly Marks. Thank you, Andrea. And look, good afternoon, everyone. You know, we have a lot of ground to cover in today's session, including discussing developments in the housing market, a forecast of the direction of home prices, and a comparison with past housing cycles and what this all means for our industry. You know, last year, we were honored to have Dr. Lawrence Yoon, who's the Chief Economist and Senior Vice President of Research at the National Association of Realtors, provide us with a presentation. And now, at the time, it really helped us better understand what was going to be happening with our industry during the COVID. And I must say that he was absolutely correct with with analysis and the spring market uh, coming to light, if you will, in uh, late June, July, August, September. Uh, and, And needless to say, He's been so right for so long, uh, and we're so happy to have him here representing us, but also representing us across all the news outlets across the country that appears on with CNN and all the other uh, broadcasts. So with that, I'd like to in- certainly introduce Dr. Lawrence Yoon. Everybody knows uh, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, and if you don't, just know he's the man. So thank you so much for joining us, and we're excited to hear your presentation and how it's going to make us uh better and more informed to be able to convey the information to our clients. Uh, thank you, uh, President uh, Kelly Marks, for inviting me uh, to participate at the uh, North Carolina Realtors uh, event. Uh, and certainly, uh, you, uh, you know, it's one of the most unique states, I would say, in terms of geography. I mean, you go from the Outer Banks, uh, and then you have the Greensboro, uh, always an exciting time, uh, I guess, in uh March period when you have that ACC basketball tournament uh, and then fast growing areas of the Triangle, Charlotte, and all the way to the mountains, beautiful areas of Asheville and Murphy, North Carolina, which I have been. Uh, I think many of you have not. You should visit this part of your state, but it will be a very, very long drive. So uh, I know, I think I know the states uh, reasonably well. Uh, Also having grown up in South Carolina, or I should say my parents still live there, and from D.C., uh, you know, going through 95, I know that uh, highway very well. So thank you again for inviting me to share some of my thoughts about the housing market, commercial real estate market conditions. Uh, and what a development. March 2020, coronavirus, 
completely unknown. We were unsure what happens. First, you touch a doorknob, accidentally touch your face. Well, is that a death sentence? Because at that time, if you remember, they said, don't touch your face at all uh, once you go outside. Also, a lot of questions raised from the media. Are we going to face another foreclosure crisis after the harsh subprime lending collapse that happened back in 2008 all the way to 2010 period? But what a remarkable recovery and then some once the economy reopened. When the economy reopened, one of the things that consumers were eyeballing was falling mortgage rates and continuing to fall mortgage rates, such that mortgage rate reached an all-time low in the U.S. ever, 2.7% by December and January. So home sales were clicking very, very high. So you, one can say before the pandemic, sales went up a bit, down a bit, but nothing meaningful. I mean, there's always a slight increases and slight decreases, but you see the dramatic drop in March, April, May period, then slowly coming out and then boom, exceeding the sales above the pre-pandemic, which was the reason why you had a very busy time uh, throughout the late last year and early part of this year. Well, note that the home sales all the way through March, April, we are seeing sales beginning to weaken a bit compared to what it had been. Let me clarify, sales are still above pre-pandemic. So you compare it to pre-pandemic, it is up, but it is up less strongly, only about five or 10% above the pre-pandemic compared to 20, 25% uh, above activity back in the autumn months of last year. So a slight topping off pattern. When we see the builder activity, home builders, new home sale, newly constructed, we're not seeing any weakening in the home builder activity. Whatever they build, they're easily able to sell. I know that there are major challenges on the material costs, complete price shock on the lumber prices. Yet, as they relay this information to the consumers, consumers are willing to pay higher price accounting for all these expensive material costs. So even though the builders were initially shocked by the high prices, whatever they are able to produce, they can pass on those higher costs to the consumers and consumers are still buying. But the new home sales are about 10, 15% of the market. The 85, 90% of home sales are through the MLS, uh, what the realtors engage in. Now, the builders are a little tricky. Sometimes they say to the realtors, please bring your clients and here's uh, the commission we will be paying as you bring your clients. Right now, the builders are playing little cat and mouse games. Some builders still offering that. Other builders are saying housing market is so strong, we don't need any realtor assistance. They're gonna sell it on their own. Uh, you know, it's a pity uh, that they are changing mind depending upon the market cycle, but uh, whatever the builders bill also means that there is a potential more listing for realtors in a way of chain reaction. So builders build it. Generally, it's more expensive home, larger size home. So people are trading up to that property. As they are trading up, they are releasing their old home into the MLS 
and that's where the realtors would get, conduct their business. So uh, we need more building activity to relieve uh, the inventory crunch uh, that has been facing across North Carolina. And one concerning sign is that this is the mortgage application to buy a home. So it's not a mortgage approval, but just people applying for mortgages to say, uh, I need a mortgage to buy a home. It's not a refinance, so we are excluding refinance. So uh, once see the dip during the lockdown, then coming out at once the economy reopened, staying above the pre-pandemic, but note that in the recent weeks, it's beginning to slide below the pre-pandemic. Now, part of that could be due to the fact that given the multiple offer situation, those who can buy home using cash are using cash and cash offers would be completely out of this data. Uh, other people are temporarily draining down their retirement savings and again, using the cash to buy a home in this competitive environment. So sliding down on the mortgage application could be a sign that more people are using cash in order to make transactions. In the vacation resort areas of Asheville, Outer Banks, uh, certainly uh, these are more wealthier households. Uh, and maybe uh, given the stock market has been bouncing off all time high, uh, they are selling their stocks uh, to buy home all cash. Now, why are the sales beginning to show topping off? Record low inventory. I saw some data from the Triangle region as well as Charlotte. The inventories are down 50% from one year ago. I mean, this is an incredible large decline. Uh, so record low inventory is hindering some of the sales activity. Recently, I had a meeting with many brokers across the country. And in that discussion, I simply raised a very simple question. If you had 20% more inventory in your market, would you have 20% more home sales? And everyone said, yes, of course, that's an easy thing. So uh, the home sales beginning to show topping off, it is topping off because of lack of inventory. Simply, if we had more inventory, we can conduct more business. It is the inventory constraint that is holding back. For any clients who are concerned about the housing market bubble, it's a natural question because they don't want to buy on the peak or they don't want to buy uh, where prices could potentially decline. And uh, the current Google search, one of the top Google search phrases are, are we in a housing market bubble? We are in a housing shortage. Back when we had the price decline in 08, 09, inventory levels were essentially four or five times above the today's level. So housing, at least regarding to the prices, are on very solid ground. And other fundamentals are that we don't have those risky subprime lending. Today, people who need to buy a home, they're buying either cash or they need to meet strict underwriting criteria. So certainly uh, not the condition. And with the jobs recovering, that's an added strength to the housing market. Where are the inventory declining? Uh, the changes based on price category. So at the starter home market, maybe in the, some of the rural community, you still have homes, uh, say, priced under 100,000. But essentially, there's virtually nothing available under 100,000 in the key markets like the Raleigh area or Charlotte because prices have risen just so much. But if you look at the second price category, 100 to 250, this would be a key starter home market. 
and the inventories are down significantly. So the startle home market is very, very challenging conditions. Then as you move up the price scale, inventory declines are less severe. And in fact, on a million dollar plus, there is actually more homes listed now compared to one year ago. So where are the sales happening given that these are the inventory situation? The pattern is that homes sales are not clicking where there is no inventory and home sales are able to click along where there is inventory or less severe decline. Million dollar plus. I mean, say 10 years ago, it was very difficult to find say million dollar home in the Charlotte region, but now they are seeing, you know, a decent amount of million dollar property and it is increasing 80% in terms of transaction. So hypothetically, say there was a 100 sales of million dollar one year, now you are doing 180 sales, 80% increase on a million dollar plus. Where there is inventory or less severe, sales are clicking along, and where there is a significant inventory decline, uh, the sales simply cannot occur, which imply that housing market topping off, at least the sales topping off, you know, prices are not topping off, prices are hitting records. Sales topping off is due to lack of inventory. Why do we have this housing shortage? Well, this is the housing starts or new home construction from long, long time ago, 1960s, probably before uh, many of you were actually born. In some years, it's slightly under historical average, and other years, it's above, showing that housing market goes through cycles, little decline, little up, uh, it moves. But look what has happened over the past 15 years. For 15 consecutive years, America has been underproducing. Whether you can say excessive regulation, especially related to the land use and water uh, usage, uh, and, and also due to the difficulty of getting construction workers, and some small-time builders uh, having gone bankruptcy during the foreclosure crisis, and they never came on back on, so we don't get that extra home building. But you see that we have been under production for 15 years, and that is why we are facing housing shortage. My projection as what's going to happen this year and next year, we will exceed the historical average, but by a small amount. And it is insufficient to make up for the shortfall that we experienced in the recent 15 years. So at least we are moving in the right direction, but we will not relieve this housing shortage uh, anytime soon. But what I can say is you will begin to see a little more inventory towards autumn. I know in autumn, things begin to naturally slow down a bit, uh, but I think this is uh, when we'll get more building activity that leads to completion because housing starts are beginning to rise, but it takes about five to eight months to complete it. And so some inventory will show up not to fully relieve the inventory, uh, but at least moving in the right direction. But the concern for the buyers is that as they wait, mortgage rate may rise. So you may say it could be less heated condition or more inventory choices in autumn, December, but one may be facing higher mortgage rates. But we have already hit the bottom and now beginning to show increase. So your clients who purchase home in November, December period, say to them, congratulations, you got the absolutely low mortgage rates. 
But for your current clients, don't expect they're going to face 2.7%. Current mortgage rates are around 3%, 3.1% on average. And maybe by December, it may even hit 3.5%. Federal Reserve is not going to raise interest rates. So Federal Reserve is considering raising interest rate. And the Federal Reserve currently is all in. Maximum liquidity, they have reduced their interest rate, something called Fed funds rate, down to zero. And it is remaining at zero. And they are saying that they will not raise the green line probably for the next 18 months or even 24 months. So it's a maximum liquidity policy. Yet mortgage rates are rising already. So what's going on? The 10-year treasury yield. This is what the US government needs to pay in interest rate to borrow money. And we are facing rising budget deficit, highest national debt, partly financed by printing of the money. And also the next stimulus or next government spending program would be something on infrastructure, clearly needed you know, to fix up the highways, bridges, now, people are discussing, should it include some funding for housing, you know, say repurposing some of the uh, dilapidated uh, housing uh, into a more livable units, or even subsidizing building of new homes. So people are considering whether the infrastructure would, should include that. You know, other people are debating how much of it should be a green energy component. So as they debate, but one part is, that means also more higher budget deficit. So we need to fix highways, bridges, and maybe we need to subsidize some of the home construction, but larger budget deficit means that people who are buying U.S. government bond is saying, look, I'm getting a little nervous. Only way I'm gonna buy U.S. treasury bond is you have to pay me a little higher interest rate. And that's why I think the mortgage rate is headed up even more, possibly 3.5%. Now step back, Take a deep reader and say 3.5% mortgage rate. Is that damaging? And you say, wow, 3.5%. These are extremely attractive rates. So, in, so clearly it is still very favorable, even though it is off the record bottom conditions. Another concern is that consumer prices are beginning to rise. And why is this important for the housing market? Because 1970s clearly demonstrated that when the inflation begins to pop out, millennial generation have no idea what it is. But uh, what happened in the 1970s is that when you went to the grocery store, every time you went, things were more expensive. Uh, everything was rising roughly 10% a year. And when there is an inflation, mortgage rate tends to be much higher because the money that is returned back to the bank would have lost in value. So the bankers say, look, if I'm going to lend you the money and the money that you return to me would have lost in value, well, I'm not going to lend it unless I charge you 15% interest rate. And that is why people remember back in the 1970s, mortgage rates were 13%, 14%, 15%. Now, we will not return to the 1970s style 10% inflation, but we may get higher than normal inflation. Economists would consider 2% inflation as the top inflation uh, level. Right now, it is at 4%. We, uh, Charlie Oppler, NAR president, had a meeting with the White House staff and raised this issue. Are you concerned with inflation? And the White House indicated, no, we're not concerned because today we have 4% inflation, but last year was zero. 
And if you average zero and four, that is two, 2%. So we are still within the normal range. We are not concerned. And we think that inflation rate will steadily decelerate and not be a major concern. But nonetheless, when the inflation occurs, it just means it's hitting the pocketbooks. So let's see which prices are rising and declining. This is comparing the most recent data versus pre-pandemic February 2020. So airline, so even though the air travel appears to be coming back, it is still a bit cheaper compared to pre-pandemic. Clothes is cheaper. Uh, motor vehicle insurance uh, is a tad lower. So if you need to renew your uh, auto insurance and they're quoting you a little high, say, oh, I'm going to check with my competitor because it should be slightly lower. College tuition. We know that college tuition generally rises, but maybe uh, many of the major universities felt a little guilty about online uh, schooling last year. So, so far, uh, there is a minimal increase in college tuition on average. Uh, the renter's rent is rising about 2.3%. So if you are investors charging rent, that's the national average, 2.3% growth. Meat, if you are meat eater, you are angry, rising very fast. Uh, your clients, they bought a home, they're very happy. Now they want to get a refrigerator. Advice, it's going to be expensive. Appliance price, appliances are rising. Uh, some of the domestic travel has returned. So hotel and motel stay is actually uh, charging now pretty much normal rates, so even a little higher compared to pre-pandemic. Gasoline, five-year high. And we know that the realtors spend more on gasoline compared to the rest of the population. So it, it is pinching... Uh, the pocketbook immediately. New cars are much more expensive than used cars, but the price increases are happening on the used car, which is implying that there is still some degree of financial anxiety among middle-class Americans. We know there's large degree of stimulus package, uh, you know, the unemployment insurance, generous unemployment insurance, but this is still implying that if people need to buy a car, they are looking towards used car rather than new car, because obviously if they feel comfortable, they will buy new car, but there's still some degree of financial anxiety and people are turning to used car. Home prices are off the chart, but believe it or not, government doesn't include that in the consumer price inflation. So when you hear the report, consumer prices rose a certain amount, it doesn't include home prices uh, it, it just, uh, I would not go into it, but, but it's not included uh, in the uh, prices. But I think more inflation will potentially uh, be along the way or remain stubbornly high at around 4% because the pipeline price pressure is still rising. This is for construction material. Uh, and you know, whether it is the drywall materials or you know, nails, uh, everything that related to construction materials, so the prices are rising, and even other producer prices are rising, and therefore that will filter into the uh, in consumer prices. The rents, I mentioned the rents are rising now at 2%, but this is lower than 4% rent increases that were occurring before the pandemic. But the rents, I believe, will soon go above 4%. So it's been decelerating, but it's now ready to begin to inch higher. So why do I believe that it will, the rents will begin to inch higher? And if the rents begin to inch higher, it also means overall consumer price inflation will be elevated again 
another stubborn factor as to why the inflation may not go back down uh, in any near future. The rents, I believe, will go back up to 4% or even higher because we are seeing the demand for rental housing unit begin to recover. The number of rental households, it collapsed during the pandemic. Many young adults working at a restaurant, working at a hotel, went straight to parents' basement when they lost a job. But once, as the economy is now generating jobs and more people are getting vaccinated, or at least we appears to be uh, getting back to normal, uh, the rental demand is beginning to recover. So as the rental demand is recovering, it just means automatically this rent will soon be turning positive. So expect rents to also contribute to the overall consumer inflation, which means that that will put upward pressure on mortgage rates. Mortgage rate prediction, again, I think it may hit 3.5% by the end of this year. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, uh, but that's what the, all the indications are implying. Let me now turn to the job market and then wrap it up with a quick forecast. North Carolina job growth has been stronger compared to the rest of the country. But also note that you are not fully back up to the pre-pandemic levels in terms of jobs. Then you go to like markets like Charlotte, very fast growth uh, in the Charlotte, uh, Gastonia metro market. This is a 50 state recent job comparison before pandemic and the latest job. North Carolina minus 3.0. So you are doing actually a little better than the rest of the country. Minus 3.0 just means that overall job market, you are down 3% compared to one year before. You go to New York, they're down 8.7% because Governor Cuomo had a very restrictive lockdown and for longer period, and hence it hurt the economy. Oh, of course, the purpose was to contain the virus. So uh, the New York uh, area down uh, much more significantly. Then you go to the Western states, Idaho and Utah. These are the only two states currently with more jobs compared to one year ago. Then you see the big state like Texas, uh, same thing as in North Carolina, down 3%. Florida is more tourism dependent. So, you know, tourism really did not kick in. Uh, so they're down about 4.8%. But you see the variation that is happening across the country. North Carolina doing relatively better compared to other uh, states. So the job market is not fully back up. North Carolina is not fully back up. But believe it or not, we have more job openings than before the pandemic. I don't know about your areas, but when I walk around the Washington, D.C. or where I am currently, Arlington, Virginia, I see help one sign everywhere. And one can say those are low industry wages. You know, cashier for 7-Eleven, uh, they are looking for uh, help at a restaurant. So you can say those are more beginning level uh, job, but overall job openings are at a record high. And many construction companies will also say they are hiring, but it's really hard, difficult to hire. Uh, you know, the reasoning is that the generous unemployment benefits, uh, is that, that people are still afraid of the COVID. Now, what is the reasoning behind it? But right now, America has more job openings now compared to any time in the past. Forecast, home sales. Job market is recovering. Mortgage rate has been favorable. So the first quarter, home sales were up 12, 13% from one year before. Some local market variation there is. 
Second quarter would be massively higher, 40% increase above one year ago, but it is somewhat artificial comparison because we are comparing with the lockdown of last year. Third quarter would be about the same. So you were kind of busy last autumn. So this is implying that you will probably match up with that activity. But by the fourth quarter, sales will actually come down. And the reasoning is high prices squeezing out some buyers and are still rising mortgage rates. So if I am wrong on mortgage rate, the sales will be better, uh, but the, the rising mortgage rate will also begin to squeeze away the buyers. We will have more inventory. Builders are building more, uh, but the, the, some of the buyers will simply be priced out of the market. So if you believe that this is a reasonable forecast, what you see in 2021 is the following. Home sales will be comfortably higher than last year. Another way to put it is, last year, we missed two, three months of home sales because of the lockdown. But this year, we have 12 months of home sales, and that's why it's better. I know some of the realtors are panicking. I don't have a listing. But you know that if you had a listing, sales are clicking along. So overall, unit sales, I think this year for most people will say, yeah, I'm actually doing a little better business this year compared to last year, even though you are facing that tremendous anxiety once you completed the deal, now looking for the next listing, it's simply difficult to get that next listing, but more overall business uh, activity. Even though the job market is recovering, office leasing is not happening, or whatever new office leasing is being offset by people leaving offices. So the net absorption on offices are continuing to decline. This is due to the fact that many business executives simply do not know what the new economy will look like. There are a lot of trial and errors because office workers have demonstrated they can work from home, which is also the reason why uh, the home sales in the Outer Banks or Asheville, North Carolina are doing very well because people are saying, if I can work from home, I can also work from vacation home. So vacation home market has really picked up uh, from this a trend of ability to be work away from office. It's doubtful that we will return to five days a week, come to office. Most likely would be some kind of hybrid model, come to office two or three days a week, but other time work from home. If that's the case, say again, Raleigh Triangle region, home prices are very expensive. But if one consider the next county and the next county over, supply is beginning to show up in those markets and it's much more affordable. So uh, one way to get the affordability is move to the consider the next county and at least for office workers that can consider that knowing they don't have to worry too much about commuting. Uh, so very interesting development. And also some of the, the big technology companies like Twitter, uh, without going into the free speech debate, Twitter is closing down their San Francisco office and saying to their workers, you can work from home anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere, anywhere across the globe. And some people may say, look, I want to go to North Carolina. It's much cheaper there. Or maybe they grew up in North Carolina and now working in San Francisco. And they say, no, I want to raise family uh, uh, in North Carolina. I remember the joyous uh, memories back then. So uh, all this work from home phenomena could completely change some of the dynamics of home buying. Uh, so please uh, be mindful of it. And I would say overall, North Carolina will benefit 
but also the more uh, beneficial area within North Carolina is areas where homes are more affordable compared to say nearby uh, big metro cities. Thank you for listening. For the rest of this presentation and archives of our other webinars, be sure to visit the NC Realtors YouTube channel and keep an eye out on your inbox for invitations to future NC Realtors webinars. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefined by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud.